0: I used to wonder about that myself. Thought it was a bunch of mumbo jumbo. A magical power holding together good and evil, the dark side and the light. Crazy thing is, it's true. The Force, the Jedi, all of it. It's all Faking Star Wars Radio! That's right everyone, welcome back to Faking Star Wars Radio, the official podcast of FakingStarWars.net. We are so happy that you've tuned in, here's what we have for you this week. We're going to travel back in time with myself, StormDuper, IG69, and Teeb as we watch and react to The Force Awakens, a complete virgin viewing for the very first time. Get ready for some listener mail and some hilarious fake ads. We also have dry leftover turkey sandwiches to get you ready for the post-Thanksgiving hunger pangs. I'm Storm Duper, and joining me today is Teeb. How are you, Teeb?
1: I am as fat as a Christmas goose and ready to go.
0: Ooh, how delectable. And uh, is your skin, you know, when it stretches, that redness, does it kind of fade and you turn into just like a giant pink tick?
1: Uh, yeah, but I don't prefer the term pink. It's very offensive to my people.
0: Ah, uh, it's a bit of a rouge kind of tone then.
1: Yeah, we'll go with that.
0: Great. Well, we're not um, we're not appropriating your culture. I hope by using that as the term for makeup.
1: Uh, no, Good. I'm fine. Good. I'll live.
0: And uh, Ig, how are you? How are the holidays treating you? You all ready to go? Uh, get your get your Black Friday sales uh, put away in the closets, ready for all the gifts that you're going to be giving the staff at Faking Star Wars.
2: Oh, oh, absolutely. Um, I, I take this uh, this giving of thanks quite uh, quite seriously. You
0: are such a grateful robot. It's an, it's intoxicating being around you around the holiday season.
2: It's mostly because I always have booze.
0: <laughs> Great. All right. Well, it's wonderful to have both of you with us. Uh, a couple of things. You know, if you haven't listened in yet to our Mando Roundup uh, kind of sister podcast that i do with gemma the hut we're on episode two of that episode three will be coming out this weekend uh and has just been a lot of fun to do with her i know both of you guys know and love gemma correct
1: uh yes but only from afar
0: oh that's good and for me only biblically Okay. Well, just, just as long as we have the whole gambit represented there in terms of devotion to Gemma the Hutt, she'll be pleased to know that. And um, so that's going. You know, we we have a, a lot of content coming out on the website every day around the holidays as well, so keep it tuned to fakingstarwars.net. Also, if you haven't, what a great time to support our Patreon. That's patreon.com slash fakingstarwars where you can uh, sponsor a faker, you know. Um, around the holiday season, we, we need a little extra money for the Christmas cookies and the eggnog, so why don't you throw a few dollars our way each month uh that'll really help us to help uh, create the content you know and love and lastly we have a million t-shirt sales going on on our website uh bit.ly fswmerch fantastic deals around the holidays ig have you made your choice for your stocking stuffer t-shirt this year uh yes what's it gonna be ig
2: uh, again it'll be mostly booze okay great how about you, team? <laughs>
1: uh my stocking stuffer i would obviously like a Boda, uh baby yoda or whatever ah. his name will be revealed to be or her name it could be a her it might even be a ch- uh, you know we don't we don't know what it is speaking of which i wanted to say i plugged the mando roundup today at lunch one of my <laughs> friends that i had lunch with we were eating lunch having lunch we were actually you know consuming lunch and uh he told me that he didn't know what I was talking about when I said, well, have you listened to the Mando Roundup? And he said, uh, no, what are you talking about? And I actually beat him to death with my food tray. So.
0: Wow, that's amazing. I'm so happy to hear that. I,
1: I almost got fired, but they said because that guy had not watched or listened to the Mando Roundup, they totally understood. And uh, I got off with a warning.
0: Well, you know, if that happened to every single human being who didn't listen to the Mando Roundup, we would, be, we would have 6,999,992 dead
1: people in the streets. That's a lot of people. I will help your education
3: with a simple explanation of… Bells? Bells! Bells!
0: Well, guys, you know, it is really good to be back after Turkey Day. How was everyone's Thanksgiving?
1: It was pretty good. I actually managed to watch The Mandalorian Chapter 1 17 more times. My Thanksgiving was the best. I spent all day and night at Walmart shopping for Black Friday deals. Did you manage to
0: score any of these super limited doorbusters?
2: Oh yeah, picked up some Finn and Rose figures,
1: even a rare Constable Zuvio. (laughs) Did you see any Mandalorian stuff? I'd really love a cap that makes it look like I'm wearing Mando's bucket. No dice.
2: My cousin IG-11 is going to be pissed. Didn't he die in the first episode? Why would they make any merch of the dead droid? (laughs) We don't die so easy. What about you, Storm
0: Duper? What did you do on Turkey Day? I recorded a few more podcasts with Gemma the Hutt. You should check out our Mandalorian roundups, Teab.
1: Uh, do you cover Chapter 1 exclusively? Well, sure.
0: In the first half of the first Mando roundup.
1: Then I will listen to that much. I have spoken. This This is is the the way. way. What way? What are you guys
2: talking about? Uh, Get up to speed on the Mandalorian already. You're making it difficult for the rest of us. All
1: right already. Stop bullying me.
0: So, uh, IG,
2: did you pick up
0: a gift for our White Bantha office gift exchange? Maybe, but it's a surprise.
1: Are we expecting anyone?
0: On the
3: first day of Sith, Miss, my my Dark Lord sent to me a dead Porglet in a forest tree.
2: Uh, Isn't it a bit early for carolers?
0: On the the second day of
3: Sith, Sith, Miss, my my Dark Lord Lord sent to me two sirens and a dead Porglet in a forest tree. Make it
1: stop. Please.
3: On the, On the third day of fifth, fifth Miss My Dark Lord sent to me three rolling raftars two fellas sirens, and a dead pork lit in a forest tree.
0: Okay, that's enough. I'm opening the door.
3: <laughs> hey, did you like our singing? Kathleen here has got some pipes, right? Herbert and Kathleen Kennedy? <coughs> you boys should know by now that you can't keep a good time lord down.
0: You're gonna take us back in time again, right?
3: Just step outside and get into the TARDIS.
2: Oh no! I forgot to feed the Russian trolls and the fake-meter before our Thanksgiving break.
3: Not my problem. Get outside already, you metallic monstrosity! Please, Herbert. Think of the trolls! It's the holiday season! Fine, but make it snappy, Sonny.
2: Okay, but I'll need the other fakers too. It's a big job feeding them.
3: Hurry, hit up. No funny business, understand?
2: I... I hope you have a plan, IG. Remember how we time-traveled the first time to review the original Star Wars? When
1: you clogged the fake meter I
2: think we can do it again. But isn't that just lazy? Just using the same
0: storytelling device all over again? We have to go back to what made our adventures great.
1: Right, so a whole new generation can experience it again.
2: It was like eight weeks ago. <laughs> Help me jam these Finn and Rose figures into the fake Just a little more. Grab those Disney Infinity figures. I think she's gonna blow!
1: is some most extraordinary lens flare, the result of two simultaneous leaps through time. The first made by three fakers on the run, the second the insane Time Lord hot on their tail. At stake is nothing short of a reboot of a reboot, the meta of a meta. Because you see, the crazed madman in our morality play is determined to make Storm Duper IG-69 and T Brontor watch The Force Awakens for the very first time again. This is the stuff of a thousand mystery boxes, and infinite member berries, and it's all par for the course in the twilight Zone.
0: Where are we? What's that smell? I think we're in a dumpster again. (laughs) Where's Teeb? Right under you. Now will you move already? Do what he says, or
3: we'll be late to the premiere. How the- I'm a Time Lord, I just followed you through the stream, then plotted new coordinates. And here we are, December 18th, 2015.
2: And that's special because?
0: You're going to watch the new War of the Stars. That's impossible. There hasn't been a new Star Wars movie since 2005, over a decade.
3: Oh, you're in for a surprise, Sonny. Get out of the junk pile and come see for yourself.
1: Oh, wow. Wow. It's the the Chinese theater and it's showing The Force Awakens. Directed by J.J. Abrams. Is that good? Is that
0: bad? It'll have a mystery box and tons of lens flare. That much I know.
3: You report back to this alley after the movie. Got it?
1: Yes, Herb.
3: May the foe be with you.
1: Does this sound like your troubled teen son?
2: I hate you! I wish you were my father, and one of these days, I'm going to kill in front of all your stupid friends and a janitor!
1: The counselors at Loth Cat Ranch are here to help. Loth Cat Ranch specializes in helping Force-sensitive teenagers experiencing behavioral difficulties, anger, depression, and fear, which, left unchecked, may lead to the dark side. Our counselors provide a steady robot hand to help your child get caught up academically by hovering over them while they sleep and glaring at them until they pass out through crippling fear. Trust us, this can't backfire. Lothcat Ranch also conducts daily physical activities such as Borgelball, Sphere, and new to the program, the wanton slaughter of resistance villagers who harbor small droids. Please don't believe the false claims you've been hearing on the holonets about Lothcat Ranch. Several resistance scum have posted false or misleading statements in an attempt to discredit or sabotage us, and we have already contacted Maul and Maul to deal with their misinformation. If you have a child in peril, we are here to help. Find us at LothcatRanch.org today. Disclaimer. Cat Ranch is not real and was in no way inspired by actual creepy boarding academies throughout the known galaxy in a time, which is now. Wow, you guys. Just, wow. I mean, I haven't cried that hard since the Tanya Harding Olympics. I mean, my god. Uh... There was some lady. I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't know if you saw that. I I had to hug her for about five minutes. She was wearing that Jar Jar Forever shirt. Oh she yeah. Was just sobbing uncontrollably. I had to help her. I mean. She got cheese sauce on my on my on my Jedi robe. <sighs> I get it. I know why she was crying. I was crying too. But why was she crying, Teeb? I told her that it was okay because that I felt it too, oh, and yeah. that I that, I, that I, I felt her pain, and uh, that you know we were all in this together. You know, I, I just I just wanted to tell her that I'm there for her. You know, that was so nice of you. Minutes. You know, I
0: would but, never have predicted that you would have an empathic bone in your entire body. You really have surprised us here. Time travel has brought out the best in you, Teeb.
1: Yeah, I'm not vomiting and uh, falling over and and getting you know well, stung by God bees and every other damn thing. So I'm happy. Nobody's messing with me right now. So I'm very I'm very comfortable. And but I I I, I'm, I, I can't. Process what I just saw though, and now that we're alone, I think I can finally talk about it.
0: I just feel like I'm radiating joy. I there's like a halo around me, I have leveled up. Like, I feel like I just ate you know 40 chicken nuggets in one sitting. I am absolutely radiant right now. That movie. Is possibly the greatest thing I've seen in the last decade.
1: Apart from the fact that Han Solo dies.
0: <gasps> Spoilers. Yes, but he died in such a dramatic way. I loved it. I thought it was so appropriate.
2: I just feel relieved that it, it felt like a Star Wars movie again, and it didn't um, disappoint me like the prequels did. Like it, it was it was solid. It was solid. Not 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 great. Not not bad. Solid, decent no. act. Like action adventure movie, likable characters. Um, you know, it's it's no masterpiece. It has a lot of flaws, but I I uh, I, th- I just feel I feel satisfied, and that's all I really wanted to be uh, when I saw this new Star Wars movie. I felt very nervous when I was watching it. But
1: how was it? How much better was it than uh, the the Revenge of the Sith? Then, because if you didn't oh, like much. Revenge of the Sith, why did you think this was more Star Wars than Revenge of the Sith?
2: Well, it had like uh it had more of that Star Wars look and feel, the grittiness. Um I think like the it like definitely the practical sets and um effects came through. It did have of course CGI is also uh grown significantly since um uh Revenge of the Sith, but um I, I felt that it 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 looked and felt like a Star Wars movie. Uh it you know they they they, they played it super safe. It's it's pretty derivative of the uh, of a new hope, and you know, maybe like a new hope, uh, Return of the Jedi mix. But generally, it was it, it's it set up a lot of things that we could learn about, um, and uh, I like the characters again because I mean, I, I I hated the characters in the in the prequels, and it, it just has a it has that feel. So, I don't know. Ig, you are, I mean, I'm
0: happy that you enjoyed the movie, but man, you are absolutely wrong. Nobody is going to think this movie is just okay. This is unlike any Star Wars movie we've ever had. This is going to go down in history as the most original, creative, captivating contribution to the Star Wars saga ever. Absolutely fantastic. J.J. Abrams hit the biggest home run of the century.
1: Uh, he ripped off basically the f- first movie. He ripped off the, the A New Hope. I mean not uh, the bigger Death Star basically. They even joke about they even pointed on the, the the visual, the hologram of it. Oh, this is the Death Star. This is the Star Killer base, which is by the way, solar powered? Are we just gonna not talk about that? Solar powered. We can powered? talk about it,
2: but but it's look, the sun crusher.
0: <laughs> Teeb, you may yeah. think that just because something is a lot bigger than yours that it's Basically the same, but trust me, is not the same, man. This was a planet. Like they excavated an entire planet and made it into a super weapon. Like, how do you say that's the same as the Death Star? It the only thing that's similar is this round and it blows stuff up.
1: It gets blown up by one shot. Oh there's oh there's one little design flaw that will blow up an entire space station, an entire giant weapon that's 10 times the size of the Death Star. It blows up with one shot. Oh, come on, teeb.
0: By your stupid logic, just because something looks similar, it's derivative. That's ridiculous. You have to be in the genre. Like, just because there's a hero, it's derivative. I suppose next you're going to tell us is that, you know, just because they use the force again, it's derivative.
2: Well, I mean, um, what about starting on Tatooine again? They didn't start on Tatooine. They started on a oh, different planet. What was it or called? Jaku. Tatooine
0: Mark II. Ja- or whatever Jaku. that place Jaku? was.
1: What was that place? Uh- but
0: you guys are you guys are overlooking the major major development here that that we've never had in a Star Wars movie. Finally, after like you know how many years has it been? Uh, 40, 48, uh thirty eight years? I mean, I don't even know how many years. Finally, we have a strong female character in Star Wars, guys. It took us, like, forever, but screw Leia, Mon Mothma, Padme, all the rest. Rey is the real deal. A complex female character in Star
2: Wars. Finally, thank the maker.
1: She's garbage, and she knows she's garbage.
2: The garbage will do? I don't know. I liked her. I li- I liked Rey as a character. I just I feel like um we didn't get to know her, so... They're going to have to really develop her a lot in the next movie. Yeah, speaking of developed, no, not Absolutely even Absolutely, they're
0: going to develop
1: her.
2: I like Finn, though. Finn's pretty awesome. Hey, that's another thing we've never seen in a Star
0: Wars movie. We have never seen a good guy in a Stormtrooper costume.
1: Yeah, I did like that. I, I, and <laughs> I, I totally agree that, uh, well, we have, but I know what you mean. Uh, we, we've we never seen like somebody who's just a grunt basically being converted and you see kind of how he turns from working with uh, the empire. I mean, not the empire, sorry, the first order. Cause uh, you know, I, I still have a problem with that though. I have a problem with that. Yeah, Why man. did we even have return of the Jedi? If this first order can rise up and be like a hundred times more powerful, the empire ever was. It's like, did, did how galactically bad did Han Solo and Leia screw up the galaxy that now the first order is able to just take over entire systems and blow up entire systems with one shot. Again, ridiculous. I think my biggest complaint here is I do not understand
2: how we got from Return of the Jedi to this movie. that's it's it's really, you know, it, this movie has some like like coincidences and holes. and yeah, it's a little derivative. but the big thing is the i I would actually appreciate a little backstory on the space politics. I mean, Okay, you're looking for Luke, that's great, but how, like, w- what what is the state of the universe? Is the New Republic in control of everything? Is it, um, do they control some systems, and the remnants of the Empire became the First Order, and they control other ones? Like, I don't really know who's doing what, where, or what the power structure is. That's
0: true that it was kind of hard to understand.
2: Um, so I don't really understand what the Resistance is, and I don't really understand what the First Order is or who Snoke is or I, I hope again yeah. this is something they have to develop in the next movie um, and and I like that Abrams left it so that almost any anybody with even a modicum of talent can take his story and move it forward but I, I yeah I am confused it's a very confused movie in that way to, well, to me
1: we can talk about the next chapter who are the resistance who are they resisting We're, against Who are they resisting against? If the Republic is in power, I could see the resistance forming up at the end of the movie because the entire Republic is blown up. But who are they resisting now? It's kind of stupid. I don't think so.
0: Think of it like this: It's like you know, you have the Republic, who's like in the center of the galaxy in like some main areas, they have like some developed, civilized government. But then, like there's the whole reaches of the galaxy Mm -hmm. where they can't necessarily install. The rules of the republic yet because they have to like you know get out there and establish everything but they can sort of surreptitiously like get this resistance going to like try to keep the tides of evil at bay it's kind of like what the u.s uh, military does like in syria where they support the kurds you know they didn't install american government there but like they're still kind of helping them resist the uh, other forces there I think it's the kind of the similar idea. It's just a little bit more. It's another layer of complexity that we never saw in a Star Wars movie, where you have two kind of good sides, up until of course, you know, um, General Hux blows the blows the crap out of it.
1: Are you saying the First Order is good? Did you just say that the First no. Order are good guys? No, I'm saying the Republic is really? the good guys. No, Republic and they're Republican supporting resistance the resistance are good guys. against the bad uh. guys
0: across the galaxy. Like you see that planet, like when it blows up. The First Order aren't there because they can't be like they just don't have the means to like, you know, attack the Republic from anywhere other than super far away.
2: With their like their laser that shoots across the galaxy. Okay, but Star Killer Base got blown up. So does that mean the First Order is now almost wiped out, or do they have other systems under their control? I don't know. Like I don't have an I don't have an idea of their scale.
1: And they have the Second Order now. They have the Second Order. So uh, in the next movie you'll have the Second Order.
0: Probably in the next movie. Like if you want to talk speculation, um, IG. My guess is that the second movie, like if you can look at the title crawl. You know, the second movie, my guess is the first line is going to say something like the First Order has been decimated, something like that, you know, because that would only make sense. Like since their entire circular base and all the troops blew up, it's going to it has to be something about how the First Order is almost no more. It's decrepit. It's small. It's, you know, this tiny little little battalion basically now. Um, I mean, that's that's where the movie's going. That's where the second movie's going. That,
2: yeah, that would make sense. Because if, uh, if the First Order is now reduced to uh, Remnant and the only thing left of the good guys is the Resistance, which is small, now they're on even
1: footing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, okay,
2: I that would know. make sense. Yeah, but then...
1: I don't know, they blew up ten planets in one shot. I've never seen anything like that in Star Wars. Ten planets. Planets.
2: You, you haven't One seen J.J. J.
1: Abrams' Trek yet.
2: Uh, he blows up planets quite a lot. It's his thing. Oh.
0: Well, oh. Um, you know, thinking about some other things that happened in this movie that like I, I really enjoyed, like thinking about things that I thought were inspirational, like J.J. J. Abrams. Think about Trek, for example, and I have seen those movies. Mm. For the first time, guys, we see TIE fighters attacking on land. Like holy crap, we have never seen that before. They are not flying in outer space. They are flying over the sandy desert, shooting at people on the ground. What?
1: Yeah, that was a cool shot. That was a really cool shot when you, it looked like Stanley Kubrick. Man, it looked like something like I don't know. It, it was beautiful. That was a beautiful shot. I know they're coming in to slaughter people, but I was like, damn, that. Looks Did it cool. fill <laughs> you with
0: hope? when you saw them, you know, flying in the sun the sun there, like, they're kind of very like um, oh, what's that movie uh, Francis Ford Coppola movie uh, not Francis Ford Coppola um, what's that movie uh, the, the, you know, the Apocalypse Now shot
1: I was thinking Apocalypse Now, yeah, but I don't think that was Kubrick, but yeah I, I did think of Apocalypse Now but I've never been able to stay awake to watch that movie all the way through. Oh, oh it's, it's amazing sleep. you definitely should yeah <laughs>
2: Well, to
0: me, it developed the technology of the of the Tie Fighters. You know, there are all these little beautiful nuggets. Like, first of all, we learn the very important and compelling fact that if you fly close to the ground, it confuses the tracking of the Tie Fighters because they do have the technology to blow uh-huh. up planets across the galaxy. They have not figured out how to use like low low uh,
2: low altitude radar. Very interesting. Well, I was uh, I was quite. Like, amazed by that whole, uh, the TIE fighters chasing the Millennium Falcon, that was, it was so good. Um, now maybe that's just visually, it it doesn't make sense that Ray knows how to fly it that well. Like, she seems to be able to do anything
1: with... Or at all. Yes. that's She's a junk scrapper. What the hell? You're
0: saying she needed a driver education sticker on the back of the Millennium Falcon. Like, she did crash it before they even got off. It's not like it was a smooth takeoff, IG.
2: Yeah, yeah yeah. to be fair luke um blew up a death star and all he had ever done before that was shoot womp rats so okay yeah 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 all right yeah, it's but fine they're
1: about the same size the womp rat is about the same size of that port that he shoots the the torpedo into so
2: eh. yeah but how many better pilots died getting to that trench run and it's luke that makes it
1: like he has the force what does ray have I guess she has the force, but it hasn't awoken yet. It hasn't awoken yet. It's still sleeping inside of her, like a little uh, kangaroo baby. I don't know.
2: I don't know. That force seems pretty woke to me. Like a little
0: baby Yoda inside of her. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, something like that. I, I okay. It was
2: the thing is, it was a fun movie. Yeah, stupid bits, but it was fun. Um, and and I really like the setup. Like uh, like Supreme Leader Snoke. I don't know. Is he a Sith? or Oh yeah, he's fifty feet tall. We've never okay. seen that before either. You know, the the biggest
0: uh, creature we've seen is Rancor, I and I mean, Snoke would have just like stomped on Rancor and turned him into jelly, like on your front lawn or something. I mean,
2: what about that space worm that the Millennium Falcon flew inside in uh, Empire? That is true. I mean, that was pretty that, big.
0: You know, Snoke might yeah. might have a fight with a Sno- with a space worm. Like, what about talking about creatures? What about those squid alien Rathtar creatures that Han was hunting to deliver to the king? The king of Egypt, or whoever it was. I love the design on those. We've never seen anything like that in Star Wars either.
2: Uh, meh, yeah, but meh. I, I thought they were just like CGI messes. Like They seemed like tentacle monsters. Not really. IG, I think
0: you're missing... It, I, they're I, no I think
2: rancor, but okay, they're okay. IG, I think you're missing fine. the bigger
0: picture here. There was a subtle subtextual connection between the might of the organic rolling squid monster Rathtar and the gentle lilt of BB-8 who's also spherical in form. Clearly JJ is playing with these geometric figures as a way to draw connection between the galaxy and the balance of the Force.
1: What movie did you see? It's just a weird monster that they, you know, unleash on the ship. Also, by the way, when Ray like, saves Finn by closing that door just in the nick of time, she didn't bother to tell him that. What was that all about? What do you mean, bother to tell him that? She, like, made it seem like uh, it was all well, she luck did. or she something. She said, well, that was lucky. She made a big point. She made a big point of being like, oh, yep, yeah, that was really great timing that that door just happened to close. She didn't tell him that she did it.
0: She's a humble woman. She's very
2: thoughtful. Maybe she didn't know he would be saved. Like she was just trying to like stop the monster and him getting saved was lucky.
1: That oh, was weird. It was a weird scene. She's a weird character to me. I would she's agree that she, you know, she does she give is. the impression I don't know why I should care who she is. She does she's give me garbage. the
0: impression of like being raised by swamp rats and and not having like a very good sense of social uh norms. I mean, just look at the way she was eating her quarter portion, like she's like licking her plate, you know, in her quarter portion like in the desert. Like how undignified, you know?
1: How uncivilized.
2: So that's why I don't think she's an Obi-Wan. Yeah, she
1: speaks Droid and Wookiee.
2: Well, let's go through the characters, guys, because I, I think yes. honestly, for me, that's my favorite part of this. Is um, I really enjoyed seeing some of these characters. So um, why don't we why don't we talk about those? Like, okay, like let's start with uh, mm. BB-8. What did you think of BB-8?
1: BB-8 was amazing. Cuter than R2. Didn't think it was possible. They made, of course, it's Disney, so they made it cuter than R2D2.
0: BB-8 also fixes a lot of problems that you have in Star Wars like when R2 is in the scene every scene has to be slow Because R2 is slow, but now Mm. you don't have to write around that character You can have scenes where BB-8 is flying across the desert, you know, it's so exciting. It's like a ride, man
1: Did you did you not just watch Revenge of the Sith where R2-D2 flies up squirts oil on to the droids and sets them on fire
2: Please stop making me go back to
0: that movie. Oh my God! You're just rubbing. You're rubbing salt, <clears throat> salt,
2: in the wound. Yeah.
1: As long as it's not sand, right? Ig. Yeah.
2: Exactly. I hate sand. It gets everywhere. Well,
1: Jakku is full of sand. <laughs> <laughs> So let's talk about your favorite character, Ray. Oh, Ray yes. of sunshine.
2: Ah, uh, yeah. I don't know. I I like I liked I liked Ray. She seems like a really good person, and I like that she's got a mystery mysterious origin. What I dislike is that she is instantly awesome at everything, mm-hmm. and that's you know the Mary Sue um, yep. complex there. But I do think that she's like a genuinely good person and she's lonely and she's never really had any friends. So I like that that's something they can develop again. Storm Duper said she's socially awkward. She is a bit socially awkward, but not enough. I wish they made her a bit more, awkward so that that could be something that she has to work on and learn.
1: Yeah, like I said, she can speak to droids and she has a British accent which everybody knows whenever somebody has a British accent, they're instantly smarter.
2: Uh, it used to mean you were part of the Empire, but now it means you're smart. Yes. Uh, and she speaks Wookiee for God, uh, Shirawook for God's sake. Why?
1: Yeah. Why? Yeah. Seriously. Did anybody else notice that Han Solo looked at her like he felt guilty when she said, I've never seen so much green and he looks at her like like oh man i did that like i messed up i feel like that's something that is going to be expanded on in the next movie it like has to be somehow han knows who she is is my theory
2: yeah or at least suspects
0: i think they were giving out mad vibes that you know ray and han are related I think he probably fathered her uh, through another woman. I don't think she's Leia's love child. Uh, she's Han's love child, and then probably some other woman, uh, you know, that he found in a bar or a cantina after they broke up or something like that.
2: Um, but, the thing about Rey is... Ooh, mm-hmm. But Storm Duper, her force powers must have come from Leia, not Han. Han doesn't have Well, the maybe force. they
0: came from the woman. The other woman that he got with. You never know, man.
2: Did he find some random Jedi
0: master who had Escaped. Um, what about Luke? Think about this. Han must have been a man reformed because he had a baby with Leia. He must have seen the writing on the wall that kid mm-hmm. that this kid is turning into like some weirdo, like red rum murder baby, you know. And he left Leia and he decided, I'm gonna start again. So he like scoured the galaxy for the hottest, like fittest, like force using woman he could, you force-using. know. Tied her up, impregnated her. There we go. There's Le- There's Ray. That's, um, that's hey, awful, but okay. Han is a scoundrel. I didn't come up with a character. Like, blame
1: Lawrence Kasdan. Uh, okay, what about Luke? Luke makes the most sense. No, Luke makes... But yeah,
2: Luke makes more no, sense. Luke
1: makes the most sense because we don't know anything about Luke. Nothing at all. He's just standing on this rock. Oh, I'm on Space Hawaii. And, you know, come and visit me or whatever. And he's, like, hiding out. He's like a hermit. Wouldn't it make sense that he's the father of Rey? Luke Skywalker, you are the father. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Somebody's the father. I mean, oh, God. Oh, please. Unless they're trying to do an immaculate conception. Do you think they would pull that
0: again? Like, I feel like they wouldn't do that.
1: No. Wait, use the same thing again? (laughs) I don't know. Would they do that?
2: I like that they didn't bring much of the prequels into this, and I think that was a very safe move again uh, because of the backlash those movies got. Um, I I have to say, though, that uh, many of the things I disliked in the prequels are present in this movie. It's just that they're not in your face as much, Hmm. so I'm willing to overlook them.
1: They didn't they didn't show you behind the curtain as much. Yeah that's what it is with this movie it's basically it's star wars like you said it's got that star wars feel which the prequels don't to a lot of people because they took a lot of the mystery out of it with the prequels that's the problem and with this they're like eh she knows how to bypass the compressor just don't worry about it ah she knows how to fly the millennium falcon she's been training wearing her little helmet going nowhere (laughs) she like puts on her helmet like oh i want to be a pilot someday i'm gonna be a pilot mommy oh where's my mommy i don't know where she is oh she told me to wait here so i'm gonna stay here oh i gotta go Back to Jakku, and everybody's like, Jakku's a (laughs) shit hole. Don't go to Jakku. (laughs) But, like, I.
0: But my mommy's coming back for me. Think about Ray this way. Like, Ray brings a lot of interesting things to the movie that we've never seen before in Star Wars. First of all, and I was kind of keeping a mental list because there were just so many um, points like this in the film. First time we ever see a female hold a lightsaber. Okay, we've never seen that before. Um, We Mm -hmm. also have our first interracial romance between Finn and Rey. Like, they they hinted at that a little bit between Leia and Lando in Empire Strikes Back, but now it's full-on. Like, Finn is definitely, definitely hot for Rey, and Rey is reciprocating in that sort of Madonna-esque, like, reject-them-so-they-want-it-more kind of way. She, you know, um, you know when when uh, they're on the planet on Jakku, and Finn is like, hey, you know, come on, let's run away, and Rey's like, don't hold my hand while we're running away from certain death. Like, she's totally, like, flirting with him under the table. You can just totally get that sense. And so, I think it's really progressive in a Star Wars movie. I loved it. And I'm sure that in the next movie, Rey and Finn are going to be an item.
1: I I totally agree. But I also think you're wrong about no woman's ever held a lightsaber. Did you not watch Attack of the Clones?
2: Yeah, like all of the prequels, dude. All of the female Jedi. Yaddle, for God's sake. I mean... Oh, okay.
0: I am neglecting to mention some of the uh, female Jedi from Revenge of the Sith. I think that's the only time you actually see a shot of a female with a lightsaber is when that very boobsy green Twi'lek lady gets her head blown off yeah
2: yeah no attack of the clones, what in, the about arena of clones in the arena scene like a yeah, hundred clones. of them yeah but you can't tell their
0: gender a hundred yeah, women awesome. have they, lightsabers, might, they might seriously. be all males i mean because that movie was made like before feminism so they probably only put men in there okay Play you know what it's just like the old men. days
2: like it's the men dressed <laughs> yeah. as women okay yeah so in that case we've seen transsexuals <laughs> lightsaber use fine okay either way storm <laughs> <laughs> duper it's very progressive i loved it um all right let's move on from ray let's move
1: on because we're in Um, What
2: about what about Finn? I because like he's my favorite character in the movie. And um, what did you guys think? think,
1: I think he has the most growth in this movie. I, I do like Finn. I think he is the most interesting Star Wars character that we've seen in a very long time. But he is not a Force-sensitive. I or, I mean, he might have died at the end of the movie, though. It looked like he got, like, cut in half almost from the spine up. Well, we
0: don't... Yeah, I mean, he, he seems to be okay, because they say at the end, like, the droid or whatever, the doctors are like, his vital signs are okay, you know, or whatever... I don't know how they knew that, but unless you yeah, loses the will we, to
1: live, I mean, we, <laughs> that in, is in a thirty years, in medicine Star Wars. has come a long
0: way. Like we can save a guy from like absolutely getting hacked to pieces with a lightsaber, but like if your emotions are not quite in check,
2: you're dead. You're gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we know that that's
1: the uh, incurable disease right, right. in Star Wars. <laughs> just losing the will to live. Yeah. Real epidemic. Oh, real problem. Especially if you're pregnant.
2: <laughs> oh but uh, yeah I, I i thought that like it was a really interesting thing watching him um you know uh, he got indoctrinated in the first order broke free of the conditioning um he's 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 sort of comic relief but at the same time um uh, he has a great arc where he um like sort of overcomes his uh, self-serving his cowardice and fear yeah and and yeah, he's like a- yeah you know um i i've learned to I found a friend. like actually he's almost as socially stilted as Ray. He's never really had a real right. friend. I mean either. we don't see
0: the ins right. and outs of his right. development and exactly. stormtrooper training, but he is kind of like the ugly duckling no. of this movie. Like he doesn't fit anywhere, he doesn't have anybody, and then yes. it's like he just sort of yes. sees this like, you know, woman in shining white clothing and he just imprints on her like a little duck and he follows her around for the whole movie. It's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> We've never had an ugly duckling in Star Wars before, And she tries to beat
1: either. him, a, the a crap out of him with a stick. That's the very first thing she does. She says, that guy? And she tries to beat his ass with a stick. It's great. And it's funny, too, because Finn, if you think about it, Finn is a coward, but he is a redeemable coward because the very minute that he sees her, she's being picked on by the uh, Okar, whatever the hell his name is, Pop, plot. Uh Pop, his, his people. And he sees, like, some woman getting roughed up. And, you know, he's, you know, very misogynist, very, you know... Uh, uh, patriarchal, and he decides I have to go and get inv- mm. you know and in- intervene in this complete strange woman's life and protect her from whatever's happening. I have no idea. She might actually be an assassin for all I know, but I'm gonna go over there and try to help her. And then she rewards him by beating him with a stick.
2: I think he'd want to help anyone. Like he just he seems like a, a pretty kind-hearted individual, and um, I think that's the problem with him being in the first order. Is like he's he's too he's too kind to be in an order that murders indiscriminately and he's just like ah can't handle it how did he
1: get selected from sanitation he
2: he used to be
0: uh, uh, plunging toilets for the first order then the first time that Kylo sends him into battle he sees a little bit of blood gets nervous and runs scared like he is a coward but he is like you said he has a heart of gold so in the first movies uh, you know we had Han Solo who's the uh, smuggler with the heart of the thief with a heart of gold now we have the uh, Ah. pussy ass coward with a heart of gold
1: No, clearly he's having an affair with Captain Phasma because he was in sanitation, and she pulled some strings and got him to be assigned into her squad because she saw promise in him because, you know, they were together, and then she realized that, you know, he's he's just not going to work out, so... I think they're going to like reprogram him or something. Did I, did I catch that right? Or they, were they able to like, like mind wipe the, dro- uh, the, the troopers. He maybe he
2: just had to go to a reeducation camp or something,
1: but I actually,
2: uh, Stormtrooper brought up a good point. Um, cause when you try and compare Finn to one of the original characters, he doesn't match, but, um, I think, yeah, he's the inverse Han Solo.
1: Yeah. Like the coward instead of the brave scoundrel. He's more like the cowardly scoundrel.
2: Han Solo is already, like, he's ready to go. He's, he's, uh, he's a badass. Hot shot. But Finn's well, not. He's, he's, he's almost incompetent, um, at most things. Uh, but again, he's that guy with the heart of gold. So he's, he's like, um, yeah, he's an inverse Han Solo. Except, what if, you know, still with the heart of gold.
1: What if Poe and Finn combined are the comparable character to Han Solo. Yeah, that would make sense. That's what I I was interested in asking, because
0: as we were talking, I was like, you know, it is interesting that we haven't brought up the first human character in the movie who has like the first 10 minutes of screen time. None of us have talked about Poe yet. He does have that swagger of Han Solo, but he's not quite as like dynamic a character, I don't think, as as Solo is. Mm -hmm. So, but he's
2: basically Wedge Antilles, right? He's a supporting role.
1: Uh, yeah, with more lines.
2: Yeah, but with more lines. Yeah, he's but he's a minor character. I don't think they're gonna really do much else with him. Like, he's just the guy who does pilot stuff. No, I
0: can't see in the next movie. In the next movie, he'll be kind of relegated to the side. I mean, he'll he may have a few speaking lines, but in in the whatever episode eight yeah. is gonna be, I don't think you're gonna see much from Poe Dameron at yeah. all. Like.
1: I hope they don't let him ad lib anymore because it was pretty clear he was ad libbing in a lot of these scenes. I My God, I I I long for the Shakespearean terrible dialogue that we had in the prequels. Somebody needs to write that guy some lines.
2: Oh, oh, let's not go that far, but yeah. Um, I. Anyway, he's he's a minor character. That's the reason I did didn't bring him up He's like he's just a. Uh... He's a side character. He's a Biggs dark lighter. He's a Wedge Antilles, you know, um, they gave they had a, they had him do a few speaking lines, but he, he's just a plot device. He's the pilot that gets people from
1: one place to another. He's the Uber. He's the Uber driver with the, who can shoot things. I mean, one thing
0: is, like, before the movie started, I was sitting there talking to some fans who apparently knew a little bit more about the film than I because they were uh, very excited about um, the appearance on screen of this uh, female character who just had this, I i would just say royal presence. I mean, just a um, something that we were all so excited to see. And finally on screen, we have the very first female alien character with buttholes for eyes
1: a thousand years old or more than a thousand years old. <laughs> <Ron says>. yeah <laughs> I mean yeah seriously. I didn't know anything uh, no. about Maz uh,
0: Kanata before the movie of course um but before the before even the opening crawl came up that was the one of the things I was most excited for and boy oh boy well, yeah is does her that deliver Apparently. I mean,
1: We need to know about that. Chewbacca
0: gets around, you know what I mean? And she had Luke's lightsaber. I mean, clearly Maz Kanata... Is like central to the sequel trilogy here, like that we're starting. I mean, I can see yeah. her being maybe one of the main characters in Episode Eight, and Nine. Like her screen time will only be yeah. uh, a parallel to that of Rey. So
1: probably
2: this movie has passed the Bechtel test. Thank goodness. I don't know. I think maybe she she could be like the next Yoda or something. Because I kind of got a Yoda vibe. A from little her. bit.
1: So that means we'll find out way too much about her then in the next movie they'll, they'll they'll like they'll they'll detail her to death and give us way too much access and then Nick will complain about it on loose cannon.
2: <laughs> well like and you think about it like um Miles Kanata is um very good friends with um uh Chewbacca and so was Yoda. I'm not yeah. sure in the same way, but
1: no, I hope not. Maybe there's a connection Probably. There of some kind.
0: You know, Definitely. let's think about that because, that, okay, that was something I didn't yes. like actually in this movie was like after uh, the Millennium Falcon uh, cargo, you know, after they escape. Oh, by the way, jumping into light speed from a standing position. We've never seen that either before. Very unique, very special, very amazing. But um, after they do that, I mean, basically Chewie is in the medical bay. Chewie gets shot. We've never seen that before and he's recovering, and they just jump into hyperspace for a few minutes, and then the next thing is, like, they go into Maz Kanata's castle, and she's like, where's Chewbacca? And Han is like, oh, I put him to work, you know? He just got shot by a laser blast, but he's out there working on the Falcon. Like, that's not really fair to Chewie. Like, I, I, I have to say, like, Han kind of got what's coming to him by getting uh, shafted by his son through the heart. If you're going to treat Wookiees that way, then you are definitely going to pay the penalty.
2: Yeah, well, um, I mean, Chewbacca does show up later, but yeah, I guess yeah.
1: He hits on an old lady in that scene too. That was weird.
2: Maybe, maybe he was actually like um, just trying to keep Chewbacca out of the cantina so Maz Kanata wouldn't ah, molest yes. him. He could have, he could have been uh, doing a
0: favor to Chewie. We do get kind of uh, our first bestial well, we don't know. flirtation of the saga. Know. So chalk that up to another interesting, unique point in in this movie. So. Well, let's, um, let's think about the next film. I mean, I think we can all agree that we liked this movie for the most part is good. Um, what's going to happen with Rey in the next movie? Are we going to find out more? I mean, I think we are going to find out more about her parents. Who do you think they are? I mean, we had Obi-Wan. We said Luke. Like, how is that going to be revealed to
1: her? Are we not going to talk about Kylo Ren? Yeah, all. we have to talk about Kylo before we we go on. Oh, to the yeah, final we do. Yeah, summary because okay, yeah. he's okay. the. So let's. Uh, so yeah. team, go ahead. Well, Kylo Ren is like he's uh, he's like the opposite of of uh, Luke Skywalker. If you think about it, he's like trying to go to the dark side. It's like that's why he kills. That's why he kills Han Solo. And, and I don't know if you noticed this or not, but there was like a little bit of light shining through when he's confronting Ben, and then when the light completely turns out and there is no more light shining on kylo's face that's when he kills him with the lightsaber it's almost like snoke has some kind of control over him through the darkness and when the light is there when there's even a little bit of light there's hope right it's like that that um, reflection of hope that that symbolism of hope that dies in the darkness and i don't know why ben went dark it's it's really it, it i mean it, does he have, like, absent parent syndrome? Like, his mom and his dad are, like, dicks, and they, like, left him? and Or did he leave them? I mean, I don't know what's happening with him.
2: It, it seemed like uh, Leia and Han split after he went bad. That was kind of why they split. Oh, you yes. think it was kind of
1: like that was the catalyst that made them break up? Not the fact that he's, like, siring children all around the galaxy, like, maybe possibly... I was sort of, white, of saying so. that, I
0: mean, a little yeah. tongue-in-cheek, but I, mean, I, I, don't I think know about that, that probably the, but... the reason he went bad with Luke was because he was forced to to spend too much time on, uh, you know, laser bolt deflection duty in his training, like, you know, deflecting those things that we saw with the younglings in Attack of the Clones. He probably just got fed up with it, and he wanted to play with his friends.
2: Uh, I don't you know. know. Again, that's where we got to learn more about the Knights of Ren and all of uh, Kylo's backstory. Again, uh, J.J. set it up. And it's up to the next guy to uh, hit that out of the park. Um, Oh,
0: that's true. I can't wait to see the Knights of Ren in in Episode 8. Like, they are going to definitely be a major, major plot point as well. Uh, A lot to look forward to. Yeah.
1: I was going to say, what about um, the sleep force spell? I've never seen that. Like, he was able to use the force to make her, like, sleep instantly when when he was holding her. The girl I've heard so much about. And then he's, like... Oh, you know where the plans are. Man, sleep. (laughs) You know, I was like, that's a neat one. It's
2: called the force roofie.
1: Okay, and also, how did she know about Jedi Mind Tricks? Like, she's strapped to that thing, and all of a sudden, she's just like, you will let me go. Did she, like, hear about that in, like, the Jedi lore when when Han Solo's like, oh, you've heard of the Force? It's all true. So is that when she heard about Jedi Mind Tricks, or are we just supposed to not give a crap?
0: No, it's because, it's because Kylo Ren, didn't he try to... I'm trying to think of the chronology now. I've only seen the movie once, but didn't
2: Kylo Ren try to do that on her first and then failed? He tried to force rape her, and she was yeah. like, no, I'm not having any of that. And she actually yeah. does it to him and reads his mind.
1: Yeah, I put mental sex. I don't know what was going on there. It was like a really weird sex scene that – it was almost like that movie um, Demolition, uh, Demolition Man when uh, – when uh Sylvester Stallone and Sandra Bullock are are having relations with those little devices that they have on their head and he's like oh 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 oh, oh, oh. And I was like what's happening here what is-? like I would like to see what they were seeing it was
0: almost like Lumpy uh or Itchy or whoever it is in the holiday special as well have you know in uh when George Lucas invented internet pornography for the first time <laughs>
1: I still haven't seen that. So good. Oh, that's still right. We still have it. to
2: do uh I know Storm you and I did a holiday special, but we have to do one with uh Teeb at some point.
0: I forgot Teeb hasn't seen it yet. He hasn't seen the glory that is that scene. Sorry for the spoiler there, Teeb. Yeah. Uh
1: no, I don't know what you're talking about, but now I'm like <laughs> re- I now I really have to see yes. this.
2: <laughs> you will
1: know. Oh, great. <laughs>
2: Anyway, yeah, I think Kylo's a—he seems to be a uh, again. He's like a, okay. He's he's basically like kind of like Anakin, but like instead of trying to pretend Anakin's a good guy from like, uh, he's he's just bad from the start. He's he's basically Anakin Skywalker.
1: Yeah, let's talk about Anakin Skywalker. Why didn't Anakin Skywalker come to his? Why didn't Anakin Skywalker come to his grandson and be like, hey, guy? maybe don't be a dick and kill people i'm a, this cool force ghost i'm your grandfather and what you're doing is totally not cool because he's a force ghost why can't he go to kylo and be like that like why? like if i was if i was anakin and i was on the other side or whatever and i saw my grandson worshiping my charred helmet i'd be like i need to go have a conversation with that you need to man. take
0: him out to the woodshed yeah. and slap his ass a little bit um i agree with you in in principle, T, exactly. that would have been a the great idea shed. if Anakin had done that. Um, but I think that there's some component of, like, you know, you can't just drop in on somebody as a Force ghost if they're not willing. If they don't want to see you, you know, I don't think they they can,
2: right? Uh, and I think Kylo...
1: <laughs> like toilet time? I think it's a light
2: side thing anyway. <laughs> Only people on the light side can be Force ghosts really- or
1: can see Force ghosts. He was redeemed, though. Oh, can see. Okay, there you go. You got me. Because I was gonna say, because Anakin was redeemed. It, the it's all end. nebulous.
2: You know, it's it, the Force is magic, so it only works when it needs to work, and
1: yeah. I don't know, man. I think that's a weird, like a a, a weird flex for him to be like in love with his grandfather, who was a genocidal mass murderer. <laughs> maybe, maybe
2: Anakin's just.
1: He's just generally
2: incompetent at stuff. He's
1: still terrible, even in death. You just know, like, terrible. <laughs> just... Oh, maybe he's in the wrong dimension. Maybe there's like you know this is J.J. Abrams. Maybe there's another Anakin, go- Force Ghost, and he's like talking to some other kid in like our world. Like like imagine like you're just sitting here in in your house, and all of a sudden you see Anakin, and he's like, "I'm your grandfather," and you'd be like, "Dude, I don't know who you are." And no, I'm I'm Anakin <laughs> Skywalker, dude. I don't know what you're talking about, you know. And it's like. Maybe like he got his force his force ghost connections miss you know miss guys mis I know why
0: think about connected. think I about when uh, he died in the movie in terms of his age and and vitality um, sexually and then think about when Padme died like it's pretty obvious what he's doing with his time in uh
2: in eternity like but Padme's not a force user so she's not there
0: yeah that though just because Padme can't come out of the covers doesn't mean they're not getting busy in in force eternity uh, ig they're just not. They're just not putting it on display for, for all you real perverts to see. I mean, they they could be in the Force Realm doing the nasty in ways that you couldn't even possibly uh, comprehend in your mixed-up robotic uh, circuits. So, I mean, that, to me, says a lot about why he's not there. It strengthens his love, maybe, for Padme in a way. Um, and also, like, Kylo probably, uh, you know, didn't want to hear it. And maybe Snoke is like, put a, a spell on... Uh, on on uh anakin so that he can't even do that who knows
2: Uh, well okay there's another character we kind of need to touch on briefly uh snoke like who is this guy he's like the new dark lord sort of um super interesting
1: yeah he's the supreme leader he's like who made him the supreme leader i don't know he just kind of is yeah
2: like unexplained
1: so we definitely don't hear anything about how he
0: came into power Probably because in the next movie we were going to get a ton of backstory and character development about Snoke like it's obvious that that's going to have to be the major major plot arc for um, the dark side in in the next movie episode eight uh, that that will develop Snoke's character you know we'll go deep down into the the pain of torment and and sorrow that is Snoke's character and uh, get a lot of that backstory.
2: I'm looking forward to it myself. I do feel a little worried, though, because I I do recall um, defending the Phantom Menace. Now, okay, the Phantom Menace was not as good a movie as The Force Awakens in my although it was more original. Uh, However, I defended that movie for years because I felt the next movie would explain everything well. And I do get a vibe even though I'm feeling more positive about this movie in this series, I do have a bad feeling that um, I'm repeating history. In that, I feel that the next movie has to fix fix or explain a lot of stuff that wasn't explained in this. In A New Hope, everything was explained in that movie. I didn't need to know more. Right. I the things I learned were new. Like that was just it was uh, the icing on the cake. Whereas this, the it's cake's still not hot, quite and if you put yet. the
0: icing on now, the icing is gonna kind of melt, and you're gonna end up with one of those like colossal
2: cake fail blogs. But it also needs layers and a couple more ingredients thrown in. You know what I mean? It's not. It's not. This movie it can't be a standalone. Whereas a New Hope was mm. a standalone movie.
1: Well, no, and I guess you're right, because it ends with Luke, literally, she's handing Luke the lightsaber, so yeah, it really... Yeah, stand if you've alone. never you're seen like, Star oh,
2: Wars before...
1: Yeah, you're right, it doesn't stand alone. So the next one has to basically explain everything that this one didn't, I
2: agree. Yes, yeah, so that's that's unfortunately a burden on the next movie, uh, but if that movie uh, manages to um, uh, like uh, develop the story further, I think it, it can be a good long story arc, whereas... Yeah. With uh, the original series, each movie is kind of its own thing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they build on each other, but you can watch them and kind of get what's going on. And, and yeah.
1: Well, Empire Strikes Back definitely ends on a cliffhanger, though, too. I, that that I felt like, yeah, there's definitely, there, there needs to be more in this. I, I need to know more about what's going to happen to these characters because you can't just leave it like that where the Empire just basically whoops their ass. There has to be some kind of retribution.
0: Well, as long as we're talking about, um, you know, the next movie, let's start with some speculation on that moment when Ray hands Luke the lightsaber. So what's going to happen after that? Like, how long do you think time is going to pass before the next movie? What's going to happen between Luke and Ray? Is that going to be a thing? Are we going to see any of that
1: at all? Or are we just going to pass forward a couple years and we'll see? I, I think I know what's going to happen. He's going to say, you found me. I am your father. Hmm. <laughs> no. No? You don't think so? I mean, isn't that what Star Wars does? I'm your father. I'm your cousin. I'm your, you know, uncle's, cousin's, friends, roommate.
2: <laughs> it took Vader's it took Vader years to figure that out. Um uh I think this one's probably gonna start like a year in the future. Ray's gonna be uh doing her training. We're gonna figure out why like Luke failed at Rebuilding the Jedi, so he went back to the original Jedi Temple where the Jedi were founded, and he's learned more because, like, he's even at the end of Return of the Jedi, he's still a fairly inexperienced Jedi. He doesn't really know much about the Order, so he's gone back to the basics and he's trying to figure out how to rebuild the Jedi Order with um, uh, with, with guidance from his ancestors. So he's gone back to the original place. Found some secret knowledge, and he's going to share that with uh, Rey, and um, and and she's going to be the foundation of his new school. I agree. In the next movie, he'll
0: have lost any ounce of cynicism about about the Jedi Order. You know, he'll he's been reborn as it were, and we'll see him with a newfound, almost childlike zeal and joy uh, to be a Jedi, which is going to inspire Rey, because she was a little confused about using the Force, until she meets Luke, and when she sees this picture of emotional health and like strength and honor and commitment to the Jedi Order, then that's going to inspire her to also become a a Jedi.
1: Why is he hiding? Why is he hiding from his family and his friends?
0: No, it's not like he's in hiding, exactly, okay? I would agree there is an element of subterfuge to what he's doing, but think about this, the, the the opening crawl said Luke Skywalker has disappeared. It did not say he has gone into hiding. He is searching for the Jedi Temple. It probably has taken him a long, 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 long time to find it. And he's had to cover up his tracks and to leave enough so that if he does die that the Jedi Temple's location is not lost to history. So he's being very tactical, very smart, because he's an important Jedi now and he's trying to preserve the riches of the Jedi religion for the future. So don't think of it like he's in hiding. He's he's trying to be clever to avoid detection because he knows that uh, Snoke and Kylo are out for his uh, out for his hiney.
2: Yeah, I definitely th- I agree with Storm Duper on that. I think that he's gone to um, uh, that original temple to find the knowledge that he lacked when he was building his first school. Like, he made mistakes, and obviously it went bad. So he's trying to figure out how he can rebuild the Jedi correctly because he didn't get to really have the full Jedi treatment. Yeah. Um, yeah, because obviously, like, Yoda died fairly shortly after he started his training with him. Obi-Wan died very shortly after he started. It basically, every time Luke gets a master, that guy dies. Yeah. So I think he went back to find the original source of the Jedi and then rebuild the Order the way it was meant to be built. So
0: in the next movie, it's clearly going to be like Jedi 2.0. Like, Jedis are going to be jacked, man. Like, it's going to be amazing. You thought the Jedis in the prequel trilogy were awesome. The next movie, we're going to see Luke in his, like, shining glory. Like, think of Gandalf in um, The Lord of the Rings, like, when he comes back. Like, how amazingly powerful he is and, like, what a great character. That's going to be, like, kind of Luke in in Episode Eight.
1: You think he's going to be, like, Luke the White?
0: Kind of, yeah. He's gonna just be this incredible, incredible Jedi. Yes, who's just gonna wreck havoc, man. Any remnant of the tiny little Force First Order pirates left in the galaxy, Luke is just gonna ferret them out and like destroy them.
1: I hate to subvert your expectations, but I think that. Ray is now the focus. That's the the new thing now uh, because everybody you know they have to make a strong female character. So they're going to put Luke on the back. No, they're going to
0: do it together. Ray and Luke are going to join forces, like you know, like master and apprentice. Just and 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 we've never seen that before, where we have like a a healthy master apprentice relationship, and that's the focus of the movie, right? Like in Phantom Menace, you had Obi Wan and Qui Gon, but really that wasn't the focus. It was about it was about Anakin.
1: Now it's literally going to be. Well, yeah, because remember Obi-Wan wasn't even supposed to be trained by Qui-Gon. He got in trouble. Qui-Gon basically had said that he was going to train uh, Obi-Wan against the council's will, and then Obi-Wan trained Anakin against their will. So, yeah, you're right. There, There is definitely a problem.
2: Obi-Wan was a usual apprentice.
1: There was nothing wrong with that. It is Anakin that they objected to. No, they mentioned it. They mentioned that, uh, that he shouldn't have taken a Padawan. I'm pretty sure. No,
0: he. They were saying he couldn't have two padawans.
1: Ah, that's right. Okay, he couldn't have two padawans. Thank you. Thank you for clarifying. That's why I. A
0: padawan, you have, Qui Gon. A second, forbidden it is.
2: So I I think they're definitely going to kill off Luke at some point. uh, But I think it's going to be like, um, uh, well, yeah, like okay, the master must die. It's sort of a trope in these movies. Fine, but um, I I think that definitely Luke's going to. do a better job of training Ray, and we're going to get to see a lot of uh, Ray getting trained uh, and then Luke going out in some heroic, self-sacrificing way. Um. So but,
1: he'll, but but he'll passing the torch. He'll pass he'll, the torch to uh, Ray yeah. before he goes. He'll definitely fight Snoke then, like in some giant uh, force Absolutely. battle. Like with force and lightsabers and now, all that. Now, I don't stuff. know if it's yeah, going to happen. And that could
2: actually, like, wipe out both of them and then leave just the two apprentices left to fight each other. That could be, be, cool. be
0: a really good way to end episode with eight that. is, like, Snoke and Luke fight each other to the death and then they both kind of die like at the same time or something that would be very dramatic
1: yeah well yeah think about it darth vader and and the emperor both die fighting each other so it's been done and they definitely like to do the same thing over and over again in these movies well
2: that's but it's different because this this would be like yoda fighting the emperor which we did get to
1: see but not in a good way. Yeah, he threw the Senate at him.
0: <laughs> also, I don't think Snoke carries a lightsaber. I mean, if he does carry one, it's gonna be about, you know, eighty feet long. And that's very hard to wield, you know, so he'll probably have some other weakness and other way of fighting since he is like a hundred feet tall.
1: Well, like the Rancor, like Luke has fought the Rancor before, so I mean he has experience fighting giant creatures, mm-hmm. so not force sensitive creatures, though that'll be int- a giant force sensitive master fighting against Luke to the death to like to to see who will have the fate of the next Jedi or Sith or whatever the hell Snoke well, is. That I want to see awesome. a
2: Rancor Jedi. <laughs> yeah, like the wise Yoda Rancor, <laughs> but he's a vegetarian. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. He's like sitting on the council, and they have to like like make the council really big and like the the chamber really big. And he's like trying to eat with like his little his little claws, and he's like eating like lettuce. And they're having a conversation about the council, and he's like, "Well, I think we should go to Kashyyyk and uh, send some of his armies." Yeah, you got. Over. Yeah, they have to put that him, him in great. like
0: a new a, a separate place <laughs> in the in the council because like he you know he's too big to fit the room. Uh, yeah, it could be like it's like the impossible rancor if he's like a vegetarian,
1: right? Like that would be fun. Yeah,
2: and he's like super super smart and and and. And yeah. like
1: completely a pacifist. Yeah, like totally. Like he's the exact opposite of everything you'd expect a rancor to be. <laughs> that would be awesome. And and he has a pet human. Yeah. So like, he wears human, like a had little had a posh top him. hat. You <laughs> he has know, a pet like... human.
2: he he throws monsters into the human pit. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: That's the awesome. The act
2: plays just getting swarmed by oh, children. Gosh. No, they're
3: tickling me. <laughs> Younglings! Younglings!
1: Didn't you guys just win an actual lightsaber? Can I hold that? Can I try that? Yeah, where did you get that lightsaber, IG? Uh,
2: I won it from the uh, seat raffle in the theater. They were uh, auctioning off uh, one lucky seat winner, uh, one uh, actual lightsaber. So, um, yeah. Why did you pick? Why did you pick a sequined gold lightsaber? Because it's fancy and with
1: a with a crossguard. Ah, uh, I think Herbert should get a better look at that.
0: Hey,
3: fakers! Are you ready to go back now? You had your little fun with a movie?
1: I don't want to go back. I want to watch it a hundred more times even though I still think that Rey is a garbage character.
2: I'm quite happy staying here, actually. Well, you can't... you can't... you can't subvert
3: my expectations like that. We have to get back because if you don't, then the time vortex is going to be uh, completely compromised.
1: I think that it would give me a lot of pain if you sent me back, and I don't want any more pain in my life. I have enough pain in my life. I need to be free from it. Can you help me?
3: I I was not here to help you. I'm here to make your life completely miserable. That's the whole point of making you watch Star Wars.
1: Well, if you're trying to make me miserable, you're my enemy.
3: Please, just I don't know what to do. I I have my whole I have my whole plot to bring you back and ruin your life and here you are telling me you want to watch it again. I I I don't know where to go from here. I want to here, we we just put me out of my misery. I'm an old man, I can't take this kind of anxiety.
1: What do you think, IG? Should I help him? Guys, I mean, he is begging
0: for it. I mean, it's, it's legal in uh, California.
1: I think you should help him. I'm pretty sure he's a clone. So, like, I'm allowed to just murder him? Please,
3: put me out of my misery. I can't take this anymore. If you won't, I will. Oh my God! Oh, I, don't want to leave. I don't want to leave. Galactic faking news.
2: There was a lot of excitement this week as the Intergalactic Federation of Hide and Seekers announced that Master Luke Skywalker had finally been found by a relatively unknown seeker named Rey. For those of you not familiar with Intergalactic Hide and Seek. The game is divided into two teams, the Hiders, who attempt to remain unfound in unfindable places for as long as possible, and the Seekers, who try to find said Hiders. In any case, this ends Luke's 14-year run, and while it is a respectable score, it's nowhere near the record Luke was trying to set. When reached for comment, Master Skywalker lamented, leaving a map to his location, stating that, in retrospect, it was a dumb idea. He also stated that it's not fair to let Mary Sue's play the game. Though he perhaps forgets, he was considered quite a Mary Sue himself in his days as a seeker, ending the 19 and 23 year runs of Masters Obi-Wan and Yoda, respectively. As is Jedi tradition, he will now train young Rey in the ways of the Force, so that she can end her days living alone in squalor and misery on some remote backwater planet until some worthy apprentice comes along to replace her. And then die tragically to become a blue glowing exposition ghost. We expect great things of Ray. Perhaps she will be the one to finally beat the record set by Grand Master's Carmen Diego over 1,000 years ago. Back to you, Storm Duper.
3: Galactic Faking News.
0: Oh, boy. All right, guys. It's just fantastic to be back here in the studio. Man, the smell of turkeys and mashed potatoes and gravy is so clinging to the walls here. Um, It makes me think about how uh, our podcast listeners are out there clinging to every word we say. Um, And here's a great review that we heard from Jake Broadbent, who said, Holy Bantha balls. No idea how I stumbled upon this podcast, but I'm glad I did. Great humor and the hosts are so zany. Whoever does that Yoda voice should get an Oscar. I don't even like Star Wars, but I will keep listening. Jake thinks that we have someone doing the Yoda voice, Teab. Like, everyone knows that we just have Yoda chained up in our basement.
1: Well, he's not actually Yoda. He is, uh, you know, what, like Yoda's kind of special cousin, but... Mm. He's Russian troll Yoda. Right, exactly. He's Yor... Yor... Yurtle. Yurtle. Yurtle the turtle. Yurtle. <laughs> Yurtle <the> turtle.
0: <laughs> what would it be if Yaddle, yodel and Yurtle, uh, you know, had a bastardized Force baby. They would call it uh, you know, they would make a great uh, a great addition to the Star Wars galaxy, I think. Just saying, mm. I mean, you know. Um,
1: that would be great. Yeah. Yurtle the Yoda turtle. I don't know. Yeah.
3: Faking Star
0: Wars Listener Mail. All right. Well, that sound means it's time for Listener Mail. Um, this one comes to us from JJ Kat Katzenberg, who asks, Please describe the perfect date between Chewbacca and Maz Kanata. IG? Have you ever thought of that interspecies romance that we uh, saw in the beginning stages of The Force Awakens?
2: Uh, I've never stopped thinking about it. And honestly, I think if uh, Yoda and Maz Kanata went out on a date, it would be um, probably like, I imagine a tropical beach with um, Yoda carrying her on her shoulders like a small child (laughs) and skipping gleefully amongst the glistening waves and the... Waving palm fronds. So Chewbacca would get Yoda involved in this, like a Menage a Force. No, 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 no. Maz Kanata.
0: I don't think he heard you. <laughs> I'm saying Chewbacca As and usual. Chewbacca and Maz go on a date, and you're saying Wait, that Chewbacca... all three
1: of them. No, no, Yoda. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, just you keep Chewbacca keep and throwing Maz Yoda in there. <laughs> I didn't say Yoda. Yoda, like, yes, she, yes, is, did. Is, is this a? No, it's a date between Maz Kanata. And Chewbacca, right? Yes. Yeah, but you said Yoda. Yeah, you said Yoda. <laughs> so, oh, okay, all right, right all right. Right, right,
1: right, yeah. With Maz on his back, which is really funny. <laughs> right, <that'd> <laughs> well, that that actually would have be... been a better question. But, no, 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 because
2: so... like if it's Maz Kanata, no, no, it's the same thing. It's like because she's tiny, right? <laughs> yeah, it's funny. All right, Chewbacca's
0: Chewbacca's Wookie schlong would rip Maz Kanata into pieces, man. Like that would <laughs> be absolutely horrifying. Can you imagine Maz Kanata doing the nasty on Chewbacca?
1: No. Maybe, maybe she
0: has,
2: maybe she has oversized lady bits. I don't know. Oh dear. Oh man.
0: She's got, she's got some the size of, uh, of Star Killer (laughs) Base.
1: What if she's like six of nine and has lived a thousand years in different bodies, and maybe like at one point she was a Wookiee? Ooh, that could be. She's a transformer. Yeah, a shapeshifter. We've seen shapeshifters before in Star Wars. She could be a shapeshifter. Do you
2: want me to do this again, or is it like...
1: <laughs> I feel like we just go with we we it.
0: We'll fix it in post. We'll put up the flagpole and see what happens. Jeez. <laughs> uh, uh, definitely our, probably one of our grossest bits. We should do a top ten. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you're gonna have to edit the hell uh, out of that. This one
0: comes to us from uh, Duke Landspeeder, who's filthy junk trader on Twitter. T r a d r, by the way, filthy junk trader. They're still looking for an E to trade with you. And uh, Duke writes, "My concern is the abundance of Tito's. Tito's, as you know, were those creatures on uh, on Jakku. They suck." I hate them because they left a burning bag of hapabore poodoo on my lawn. Hopefully, we never see Tito's again. Nice reference to or the roast
1: Ticos. Because as soon as they said Tito, I kept thinking of roast Tico, and I'm like, oh, and a little dumb, annoying person. Oh yeah, roast <laughs> Tico has no point being in the movie. Uh,
0: <laughs> I didn't. I didn't mind the Titos. I mean, as long as they're not crapping on my lawn, I don't care.
1: No, is not Tito like a corn chip though? No, Frito, it's Yeah, Tito's are, are garbage. They're garbage, so they belong on Jakku, where Rey belongs on Jakku, with the rest of the garbage. She should never leave. No, she should have stayed home. What if her parents do come back, and then they're like, "Oh, we were totally gonna pick you up, but now you're just like saving the galaxy."
0: So what else is she doing other than like harvesting things out of like star? Um... Out of Star star Destroyers and like eating portions and wearing helmets and doing cosplay. Like she's doing Star Wars cosplay on Jakku. Like surely she has time to get up to doing something else. Like I bet she has a ripping podcast as well about life on Jakku.
1: Oh my God, that would be the greatest podcast yeah. of all time. Ray, I need Ray's that in podcast my life.
0: consists of this. <laughs> Today I ate a quarter portion. Episode 2. Today I ate another quarter portion. (laughs) Episode 3.
1: She made her little doll. She made like little straw dolls. uh, Little little, uh, rebel uh, pilot dolls. You saw that, right?
2: She also cleaned junk. She has
0: a burgeoning career as a doll maker, a toy maker. She can go to work for Kenner. And start producing Rose <laughs> Tico dolls that get thrown into the dumpster as soon as they hit the shelf? So just
1: Label Slap, anyway?
2: You know, I always hate the, I, I hate, the hate on Rose. Like, I, she could, she's an engineer. She could have been a really good character. Just she didn't get written into the... She got introduced in a movie where they didn't do anything with her. I had no problem she with her at all. She was an idiot. She
1: was a complete idiot. We'll talk about that
0: next week, but she's a complete idiot
1: idiots
0: there were i mean a couple weird things with her character at the end like you know with finn but i had, I honestly i i thought she was nice i i didn't have a problem How? with her i don't know why she got so much vitriol i really you don't
2: always know. had a problem with her you Stay hated on her, her the this next day episode one.
0: and lastly we just have to give a shout out to diana or diana organa who is at jedi underscore women or woman yeah uh jedi underscore woman who writes Today is my birthday, and I'd love a shout-out for the secret word. I'll suggest wonder. Um, so you may have noticed that we uh, used your word in the podcast, uh, Diana. Um, and if you would like to record a response, we will play it on the next episode. Um, happy birthday to you. Uh, you know, uh, thanks for listening, I guess. Uh, guys, uh, you have anything to say to Diana?
2: Yeah, uh, Stormtrooper, can I take this one? Please. All right, so wonder is that a shout out i don't really know what that word means
1: (laughs) (laughs) yes yeah he's he's a droid forgive him he's a droid uh diana was it happy birthday and thank you for listening and we uh, appreciate your support and your kindness in the galaxy
0: That is all for this week. Holy crap. You know, this might be one of the longest episodes of Faking Star Wars Radio to date. T, but tell the listeners where in the heck they can find us.
1: You can follow Faking Star Wars on Twitter and Instagram at at Faking Star Wars and on Facebook at real faking star wars
0: go ahead and submit a question for us on twitter for the next episode at fsw radio hashtag fsw radio and we'll definitely read it next week and that t-shirt sale is still going on before the holidays at bit.ly slash fsw merch go ahead and follow me at storm duper you can't follow ig because he's a luddite and how about you t-board they can get you
1: you can always follow me at Teeb, that's T E E B R O N T R T Brontor on Twitter. And again, you can follow uh, Faking Star Wars Radio at, at FSW Radio on Twitter and Instagram as well.
2: A little correction there, Storm Dooper. Uh Actually, you can follow me. I will be at your local mall this Saturday, wow! and I will be dressed as a random human being, so all you have to do (laughs) is find me and ask if I am in fact IG69, and if you guess correctly, I will give you a million dollars.
0: Wow, thank God, I was afraid you were going to say that you were going to be dressed as Santa Claus, and that, you know, if people sat on your lap, that you would be like, I must initiate self-destruct sequence. (laughs) (laughs) Initiate (laughs) Initiating self-destruct sequence Um Great. Well, if you like what you hear and want to support what what we do here at Faking Star Wars, um, you can visit www.patreon.com slash fakingstarwars. Go ahead and sign up to be a patron. Shout out to Darth Taxis and Keith Harmon, who are our faithful Jedi Knight tier members. Tebe, I haven't seen your name on that list of supporters recently.
1: I buy a lot of shirts. I buy so many shirts that I have started giving them away to Lithuanian children that are, are impoverished and living in the neighborhood and eating rats and, you know, sustaining themselves. I was on feces.
2: Racist. Wow,
0: yes. Li- li- Lithuanian children are known for being incredibly impoverished and highly regarding rodent meat as one of their uh, staple foods. So, uh...
2: <laughs> you know, we just lost all of our Lithuanian listeners. Yeah,
0: man. The entire contingency just, just gives you a big middle finger for that one. Jeez.
1: Well, what's their flag? Do they they have probably like one of the lamest flags out there, right? I always judge a country based on their flag. Alone. Steve,
0: if you're eating feces and rodents, you don't have time to make a flag. Come
1: on, <laughs> that's their flag. It's just like a picture of a, a t-shirt no. and a rat. <laughs> their flag is a giant turd
0: <laughs>
3: and
2: rodents. Oh God! <laughs> Thank goodness. Also, check us out on Stitcher. Unless you're Lithuanian, in which case, please.
0: Please forgive us. Yeah. Thank goodness there's only three people that live in Lithuania, so at least it's one for one here. Like, we have a chance. (laughs) Oh, geez.
1: All Uh, of our patrons are going to be from Lithuania now. You're welcome. We
0: we
3: should do a
1: compilation. We mentioned you.
0: We should do a compilation of just the end bits, like, because sometimes they're the best stuff. Like, I think we're just excited. We're almost
1: done, you know? The end is in sight. Um, Absolutely. I wanted to say, have you written us a review yet? If not, please consider giving us a five-star review on iTunes or your podcast platform of mm. choice. And if you write a funny review or a terrible review, we may read it on an upcoming episode. And now you can play us out. And there if you're Lithuanian,
2: that. we'll totally do, like read anything. Yeah.
1: I, yeah. We need to ne- redesign your flag.
0: Next week we're gonna have like 600
1: negative reviews in Lithuanian, like
0: <laughs> oh. on iTunes.
1: Well, I can translate it. It's all, give more rat poo. Poo, yeah, poo rat. rat t-shirt, oh, man.
2: <laughs> oh, why all the hate on Lithuania? If any
0: of us had any hope of ever going to heaven or, or serving in political office, it has been completely dis- uh, annihilated by, like, like the Starkiller Base. Uh, annihilated the system.
1: I was
2: only two weeks away from being the ambassador to Lithuania and now it's gone
1: <laughs> oh man I'm sorry you should have told me before the and podcast
0: I, <laughs> and I love latkes and pierogies but I know that the next time I stop off at my local Best Lithuanian deli they're gonna fill them up with rodents and feces
1: uh, the Ukraine is weak everybody yeah. knows that Then you watch Seinfeld
2: oh great. god we just lost a Ukrainian visitor <laughs> god we're I'm losing Eastern up. Europe people it's the Cold War How many all people over again
1: in one episode? sorry that's all, all right.
2: staying in
0: <laughs> as always uh, stay tuned to fakingstarwars.net for quality Star Wars comedy parody and satire thanks to you and all of our great followers for listening and may the foe be with you See you next time.